It is Monday the 25th of June 2018 and this is episode 335 of Digital Outbox. Goodness me, 335 episodes. Here we go. I'm still here and Ian's still here. I'm cooking. Cook, yeah, cooking. It's properly hot. Properly hot. Uh, and due to get hotter as well. Yeah, we have to get to 30 on Thursday. Wow, yeah, that, that is properly, properly hot. I'm not built for 30. <laughs> no, definitely not. My office is definitely not built for 30. No, like, see when it gets to like 16 outside, it's like, yeah, it's quite a nice warm day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, that, that's hot enough, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Um, it seems like the heat stopped the news, or we've just done a podcast sooner than we normally do. Anyway, we haven't got a lot to go through, so let's uh, let's crack on through and hopefully be out of here in twenty minutes. <laughs> no, maybe not. Um, YouTube has come out and it's releasing its uh, subscription paid services to the UK. So this this is kind of a new story in two parts because the first part is its subscription based music services. I think we talked about this maybe a couple of podcasts ago. This is YouTube's uh, attempt at doing a kind of um, Spotify type or Apple Music type affair. Uh, their realization that hey, we're we're a music service provider here really because a lot of um, artists put their you know their albums on there and people actually use youtube to just listen to music so this is a kind of wrapped up um service around that and it's going to be around the same kind of price as um a spotify type um subscription i think is that right yeah yeah how do you know given that people obviously use youtube now to listen to their music do you think they're willing to pay for that service um it's difficult because so I'm, I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy paying for um, Apple Music, mm-hmm. but I get that a lot of people watch, sorry, listen to music on YouTube for free, and don't have a problem with a, an ad or two. And it's and I guess that's it. This what what YouTube is saying is this is kind of YouTube Plus in that it's um, you just get rid of the adverts and you never you don't and and it actually gives the option to. Uh, download the tracks as well so again you can listen to them offline you don't have to be connected you don't have to yeah don't have to have the adverts etc so i don't think they're necessarily taking away the option to listen to music on no, youtube no, I definitely think not. they're just streamlining it if you want that as your dedicated service yeah and, um, and no they're not taking anything away it's just the fact that we'll attract lots of people who have probably already got a spotify or an apple music is it going to attract them to ditch that to say yeah i'm all on youtube music i'm i'm not sure um, will it attra- but but will it attract some artists who don't put their stuff on music to do so now that they've got a payment model to do that? I mean that's the other th- maybe that's the other reason they're doing it in the background is because music industry don't like putting it somewhere where they can't monetize. Uh, yeah, and, and I mean another bit of associated news is that the, the UK charts authority, whatever they're called, they have announced today that that YouTube plays will now be counted in the charts. Interesting, because I remember the day when they included streaming and all the kind of kerfuffle that caused, really, because of the how backdated that kind of it meant that things came back in the charts that had been long yeah. gone yeah. and things come in and out of the charts based on you know uh, like an advert being released on tv that everyone likes to strip you know the song off so that's yeah i mean that that shows the direction and, and shows how much of it is listened to on youtube so i guess that's interesting um additionally they're doing the they've announced that they are bringing the the kind of 
YouTube it's YouTube Plus. I'm not sure what they're calling it really, but this is an option that the um, YouTube Premium. <laughs> YouTube Premium for highly subscribed channels. They are able to um, have a payment model so that you can subscribe to get exclusive videos and perks. And YouTube is saying this is going to be a subscription model. Kind of like they, they do a kind of subscription model on their YouTube gaming already. And this is going to be a similar idea. Uh, and again, it'll be up to the actual content providers to to work out how they're going to reward their premium members, whether that's you know, like additional content, access to different perks or, or even just, you know, external services or whatever youtube are sort of saying they're going to manually approve those kind of perks to make sure that their their providers aren't over promising that they can't deliver yes i have got i have got confused by you i apologize so you so you're what you talk about is is the youtube channel memberships and all that stuff that's coming you, well there's both isn't there? this is yeah but i think youtube the premium, yeah the youtube premium is just like the music plus you get ad free videos and you can download okay. the videos and there's a separate thing about channel memberships and perks, all like um, yeah, because I've yeah we've moved on to the second story. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's fine. We've moved on from pl- premium, which is the ad free, and now we're going on to the second part, which is yeah, as a content provider, you can also charge for your content specifically. Yeah, which and but I, I, maybe I'm just not with the kids anymore. But they're talked about five dollars a month gets you some custom badges and emoji. Mm, but they're spending a lot more than that on Fortnite. And that's and that's where I think I'm just I'm just not there, you know. So I, I was thinking about this, and and YouTube's a, a strange thing; it just kind of exists, and we've kind of left it there. It's a video content, but for I think I've certainly spoken to parents, and YouTube for a lot of um, younger generation now is the internet. You know, a bit like Facebook was. You know, they literally consume, and they have you know posters on their wall which are YouTube stars. They have they. Whenever they've got a question, they go to YouTube and ask it or or see whether there's answers there already. Um, so I think, yeah, you're right. It's not really hit our generation yet. Although having said that, I've just had a weekend where I uh, was hungover on Sunday and I needed something to watch. And I was just flicked through YouTube and I was watching lots of running documentaries. And it just, it's, you know, it's an interesting point for me at the moment. I'm just interested in um, ultra running and, and, you know, watching some of these epic videos. And I had a, a really enjoyable afternoon watching content that would never get you know would never get presented on terrestrial tv in in certainly in the uk you might get it in specialist areas but it was just nice to be able to have that whole afternoon of, of quite quality you know it wasn't it wasn't massively broadcast quality but it was easily enough and you know it was fun enough to watch and i just thought yeah that does make sense and actually i'd be prepared to pay those content providers to watch what i was watching yeah i think that there were certain things when i so I, everybody's watched like Casey Neistat and, and knows Casey Neistat now and he's big, you know, YouTube star. And there's lots of these YouTube stars that, you know, go to VidCon every year and have, you know, millions of followers, not just thousands, it's millions, literally millions of, you know, followers. Yeah. And, you know, literally thousands of people willing to pay money to go to VidCon to go and meet their idols. And some of them see it as a career thing. Others just see it as a, you know, there's a creator and the creator's out doing what they want to do. And I think that's what you've touched on. I've I've certainly done it with things like photography videos. You know, you watch a couple and then they'll recommend other ones. And some of them are really well made. Others are not so well made. But you know, you know pretty quickly if this is for you and you can you can you know flip on. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. And and there'll definitely be providers out there that um you know that you know that you're going to go with and 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 it's worth paying that money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's, it, it kind of makes sense, and I guess it's the kind of next evolution of what 
you know, and we've seen it. I guess it was bound to happen because Twitch, Twitch have been doing it now for quite a while. There's Patreon that do it as well, where you can, you know, you can host your blog or host your videos via Patreon. And and you know, if 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 you are willing to pay me, I'll unlock you exclusive content. And you know, people are getting careers out of this. Not not huge, make a million pound a year careers, but making a I can quit my day job and actually oh, do I, something I, think I want to do. Oh, I think are, there are people no, no, making. I think there are people making that much. Money. Yeah, but what? What? I'm not. I'm not disputing that there's millionaires out there from this, but it's not like every YouTube star is a millionaire. It's uh, it's what all I was trying to say is like if I'm making I don't know thirty, forty grand a year, if you can get enough people willing to say I'll give you that five dollars a month, it adds yep. up quite quickly, and you can start to turn yourself and you know, you can change careers based on your passion and your hobbies. And and I think YouTube has seen. That yeah. Patreon and things like that are earning the money that yes. actually they could be earning because people have to go via a third party channel to actually charge for their content, even the really high quality stuff. Yeah. YouTube haven't been offering that, and this will offer YouTube a way of let's get a cut of that way. And, what, and what I will see is YouTube, just going back to the music, um, I mean, they, every time I open YouTube, it's like have a free three month trial, Ian. Yes. We really want you to try it. this. Yeah. And, it, and it works all right, and the playlists are there, and there's some smart playlists, so it's. You know, it's 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 obviously taking some of the smarts over from Google. What was it called? Google Play, Google um, Access Music, Music Play. I, can't well, I think remember. it just ended up being yeah, Google Music, and I think they changed it a number of times, didn't they? It was there was some crazy yeah. all access nonsense in there as well. Yeah, but I think, like I say, I think that was when it first came out, and then they changed it. Yeah, um, to Google so Play Music. Yeah. I, I, th- I think it's just a, a, a bit of an evolution and, a, and maybe just that convergence that we're starting to see. You know, it's Apple are looking to spend, what, a billion, a billion and a half, two billion video content this yeah. year. Um, everybody's going to have their video and music play and it's just how you end up giving them it, 12, 15 quid a month. Yeah, I think that's what they've realised, isn't it? Because it didn't. When we first announced this story, it was like YouTube felt like a strange place to then release your video and also your music streaming service. But actually given that they probably see it all coming together into one big offering, does make sense in that, yeah, in that respect. And, and the, the, the chart thing, which was announced yesterday or today, talking about, you know, from this this Friday, you know, UK or next Friday, mm-hmm. UK charts will take in YouTube plays. And they pointed out, you know, there was um, like Childish Gambino, who had that, you know, so it was a very viral video, his latest one. And it and it's not going to, it doesn't make him number one, but it would have probably have raised him four or five places in the charts. Mm. So it has got a, you know, it's got a bit of a waiting, but it's not going to. It's not going to dwarf what else. And maybe it brings elsewhere. back, you know, because MTV brought in temporarily kind of music videos and gimmick, but I think that's kind of fade a little bit. And if and YouTube maybe by putting that into the charts, it suddenly makes it more worthwhile for music industry to release sort of catchy videos as well. Instagram has gone for one hour video uploads, so it's up to now it's been limited to uh, about a minute which kind of fitted within their philosophy of showing a stream of things and, you know, okay, it used to be pictures, then they added the, the image, the, the sort of the one-minute video allowance. Uh, and now they've gone to an hour for all but the sort of brand-new accounts. So nearly everyone will be able to upload up to an hour, uh, which seems like a bit less of a comfortable fit, but they're going to put it into a different section of the app. So instead of being in your main stream, it'll go into a, a kind of viewing area. It's a totally um, new app, actually. I thought they were going to do a bit of both. I thought it was going to implement it. Into... So you need to you need to get an IGTV app, but you, yeah, but, but okay. in but in Instagram itself. So if you've put up, I don't know, even anything over a minute, it'll basically say, you know, cheesy, cheesy's, you know, got a new video on IGTV. What's here? 
But that's never, you know, that's never worked up until like a bit like Facebook Messenger are going to a separate app. It was an incredibly painful transition, and actually, it's gone. They kind of stepped back away from it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but so that okay, so I think they're highlight. Okay, I think they're highlighting some of these things then in that in that other, you know, from big providers. If you like, what do you think? Is it a good fit? Do you think it's diluting way what Instagram actually is, which is a really nice just photo stream? So the photo stream, so the, the, the stories have actually become the biggest thing over the photo stream. There's lots of people now saying, I just watch stories every day and I never look, I never actually scroll through the story. It's just scroll through the feeds and I actually still go through. I love the feeds because some of the images are really, really good and you mm. don't get that in the stories and sometimes are quite compressed and it feels like you're talking to somebody in a story. You know, it's just like, I'm out, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm top of the mountain, whatever. And then, by the way, go and see my feed to see the proper photo. And even then, the proper photo is still horribly compressed. Mm. Um, he says, sitting like a photographer, but it is, it's all compressed <laughs> and a bit, yeah, a bit gnarly sometimes. Um, and I, But I kind of get what they're trying to do, but the, the two bits that I just feel a bit, a bit weird. An hour feels like a long time, especially to mm. look at a everything's in portrait and what they're saying is that's because that's how people hold the phones and that's how people view but it's actually see if i'm watching a i don't know just say i'm watching you 30 seconds or a minute and a half of you running somewhere and a couple of clips of your views and then you get back home a sweaty mess and then we see you showering so that's your that's <laughs> sorry i don't know why that popped in my head the, <laughs> it was all going well it's never gonna it's never gonna happen either it's, it's all going well until i had that vision of you in a shower <laughs> the um it's because i'm hot chris not because you're hot. The, um, Stop thinking you're blooming hot. You are well and truly dug now. I was going. No, I was going to say something really bad there. I stopped myself. <laughs> so proud. The um, but the it, I just don't get watching it like portrait for fifteen twenty minutes. No, it just I, I'm, feels I'm with too you. I, long. I mean, it does. It's, it's only an up to. It's just giving people more flexibility, right? But you're. But yeah, the. I guess everyone's talking about the fact that you can upload an hour-long video. And how many times is that actually going to be worthwhile? Most people's attention spans are a lot sh- shorter than that, especially in that kind of environment, like you say. It's not like you want to watch an epic documentary necessarily. But then again, that's just not what you and I do. Maybe other people do want to spend an hour on Instagram watching a video, but the chances of them having any battery left on their phone are pretty minimal. Yeah, yeah. so lots of creators complaining as well because there's no ads to monetize it. So they're saying, why should I put my content in here? But Instagram are saying... We're just starting. Yeah. Give us a month. They're saying they're coming, yeah. basically, is what they've said. Give us a month and we'll give you all the ads you could ever want. Wimbledon's coming to 4K uh, by the BBC. So they are going to be doing various um, 4K streams. So they'll, via their iPlayer, kind of apps in, in specific locations, they will, be, um, they will be doing 4K and HDR. Uh, and then SkyQ also, they will be having an over-the-air VHD channel um to rec- to show the semi-finals and finals i think only uh, and that won't be hdr but it will be you know over you know, at least high def yeah so they're, they're, they're currently showing um the current showing the world cup and i i'm a little frustrated because my tv which i only bought two years ago isn't supported and samsung aren't <laughs> going to do an update even though they and said I haven't would. looked to see where the mine's going to have No, the, so Samsung yeah. originally says, yeah, we'll update. And then I've come out and said, it's actually a lot more complex than we thought, mm. just buy a new telly. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to update it. That's the reason your TV didn't cost as much as Sony. Because, yeah. yeah, it's uh, slightly, slightly frustrating. Um, but the little get out was when I was reading this article, it was like, oh, PlayStation Pro. So sure enough, I can mm. stream it over PlayStation Pro. Not HDR though. But not HDR. Um, and the 4K did look very spectacularly good. 
I've not um, I've not tried it yet. I mean, they, what they're also saying is they've had some technical issues over the World Cup um, because the streams have obviously taken a lot of bandwidth and they have seen some buffering and they have seen some this, that and the other. It's also on a first come, first serve basis. So if it does become popular, you're not going to get it. It's, they're, they're obviously limited in what they can provide. Um, and But they've said so far that, no, we haven't reached that limit. But uh, you just have to be aware that if it does kick off, then uh, yeah, you, we're going to be a bit stuffed for access. But not widely advertising it. I mean, it's not. I mean, they're advertising it. They're doing every game in BBC. They talk about how you can watch it in VR. I've not heard them any, ever mention on one of the broadcasts that yeah. they can do this. So on the when it comes to Sky Q coverage, it will ping up on the screen if you're watching it on the BBC that you can watch this in Ultra HD. Uh, they do that for things like this. Sky F1 Sports as well, when you can watch the Grand Prix and stuff in, oh, okay. in Super HD. So they give you that little option, um, and if, that's what the BBC are going to hook into. And it feels like um, it feels like when you first saw HD when when they brought out like yes. Planet Earth, um, and you watched HD and you watched the World Cup. I guess that was like eight years ago, or twelve years yes. ago in HD, and it was like this is stunning. And then and then you got used to it. It feels like an... I think you get used to it, but also because the TV sizes went up, actually, this is back to the equivalent of the kind of uh, sizes yeah, of point. TVs we we're using at the time. So if you think the HD, you know, Super HD is four times the resolution, well, my TV is four times the size of my old one. Oh, so, that's you know, a good you point. Get that, you get that kick in. But it, but it does, it's amazing to see that resolution on such a big, yeah. you know, play panel. It's, it, it, is, it is pretty cool. You do need a good, good, fast, constant broadband connection. You really, really do. Yeah. So they're, they're saying sometimes if you're right on the threshold between the two, so they've got to a 40 megabits per second or a 20 megabits per second streaming quality tier, which they'll put you into. And if you're on one of the boundaries to those, they're saying it can cause problems where you keep flicking backwards and forwards between the two. So hopefully you've got a super high broadband speeds to be able to do this. Yeah, I watched a couple of games. It's been fine. Chat. Sachs watched and he says there was frame dropout every so often. It kind of mm-hmm. not so much frame dropout. It kind of was fine and then stopped and then caught. And then kind of yeah. So then you get that little bit of annoyance, don't you? Yeah. But but he was like, oh, I can spot a Fuji. That guy's using that camera. Mm, yeah. You so know, it was, how, you know, just little bits of detail. You know, just jump out. Um, and I, as I said, I, I thought it was really, the only disappointment was no HDR. It was like, I, 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 I'm gonna have to buy a telly. <laughs> <laughs> Apple are going to repair their keyboards on their Finally. MacBooks and MacBook Pros. They're going to do this for free as well. So this, ever since their new short throw keyboard, they've been having people reporting problems with keys failing, either not working or getting stuck down or just, just not responding when being pressed. Um, and it's taken a lawsuit, but it, it, they have now come out and said, yes, okay, we will repair for free. So bring them into a store or post them off to us and we will get them back to you after having inspected them. So they're, they are checking to see that it is an issue, uh, not just a, you know, you. I think they said you, you don't want to spill anything over your laptop and claim that the keyboard's broken then. Um, they will also, if you ring them up, re. Uh, refund you the repair charge if you have already had yours fixed um, before this time and if your warranty is about to run out they have said this is going to be extended to four years it's, good solution bit slow but got there in the end maybe yeah, yeah I just think it's disappointing this was this, this was released in you know late Friday night so that that's always a sign when you're wanting to bury some news you know mm-hmm. get it out on a Friday night because there's you know it'll get, it'll get lost in the noise and um uh, the disappointing thing is, is I mean, this is basically a bit of dust, you know, a little bit of grime, a bit of dust to stop my keyboard working. Um, to fix one key, you're looking at a whole keyboard, 
And, and they have to take the whole thing apart to do that. Yeah, and if you're at a warranty, it's like six, seven hundred pounds. Yeah, it's, a it's, lot of money. it's ridiculous. It's how they've gotten in that position, and and have only realised now after two and a half years. Well, they didn't realise only now; they just knew that that's a lot of money. Yeah, to... exactly. But it's nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. I I do hope that if they are going to bring out new ones this year, there is some sort of redesigned keyboard. It's, I mean, if they're going to release this year's again and it's the same again they were like, so proud of that keyboard when they released it I know um, they can't they, be wrong Ian remember they're just waiting for the all glass it's the keyboard wrong type, wrong type of dust mate no, all, all glass <laughs> all haptic no, no, no dust can stop uh, working now we're going to get rid of dust <laughs> yeah so so I, 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 I don't know there's just something a bit whiffy about this I don't like the WHO the World Health Organisation uh, has come out today and said um that uh, gaming disorder is a real thing so they have given this a classification as a uh, disease and basically they it's it's to do with people getting hooked it's getting getting you know to the detriment of their own lives getting hooked on games and needing to play them to the detriment say to the detriment of their lives to their health and all those kind of things basically it's to cover off um we've seen a, a few deaths from people playing games too much we've certainly seen um social issues with people getting playing games too much people getting hooked on things like uh, world of warcraft um and so the world health organization have um recognized this as a potential disease but what they have said is that it's you know we've classified it as a disease but even if you have some of the what they call symptoms of this really there's very few people that actually would be classified as having it I'm just glad that I'm not good enough to be <laughs> to, to, to be addicted. Um, it's it's as you say, it's been a real problem I think for a number of years. For people who've heard about you know deaths and people you know seventy two hours in front of a you know playing WoW or playing you know StarCraft or one of these one of these games that just takes. I mean, the one right now is Fortnite. Lots of people talk about that their kids are addicted to Fortnite and just cannot you know won't play anything else, don't play anything else, can't stop playing. Um, totally makes sense that all these little you know outfits are you know just 99 cents and 499 and because all, all these little innocent Always purchases more, more, more. Uh, yeah exactly drip 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 so yep um but they, they did point out that although there's millions of people playing around the world there's, there's a, it's, a, it's a very small number that are suffering this yeah i was i was thinking actually that you know games is one of those things that just doesn't have in certainly doesn't sell itself very well from the it's the fact it's like a it's a media that can in it it can teach it it can be good for you it can be increased knowledge it can tell stories it can do all the things a book can do yet we don't have the world health organization coming out saying there's you know book reading disorder where people do get fully hooked on constantly getting lost in a book but it's considered to be socially acceptable to go you know for for people to go and read lots and lots of books so it's i just i find it interesting but nevertheless i don't think i've ever heard of someone dying because they've read a book too much maybe maybe dad of boredom but um yeah <laughs> i think that the, the problem as well there's, there's something about within like the arts community like you and you see it you see it like an observer you know and all your kind of big your big heavyweight you know weekly you know supplements They'll go to an art section and they'll yeah. talk about movies, they'll talk about film. That's the same thing. They'll talk about music, they'll talk about theatre, they'll talk about yeah. books, they'll talk about TV. Yeah. And games. But, and then there'll be a tiny little section of yeah. three lines for the latest game release. Yeah. And, and, and almost like still a bit squiffy, like, no, now we'll talk some games. Mwahaha. 
yeah, yeah. Uh, and, it's, and it's still, it's just never, you know, never mind about our money. It's it's just always seen as a oh, youngsters play it, which isn't true. You know, it's like it's it's a massive thing that lots and it's of getting older and older and older yeah. as, as our generation yeah. gets. Yeah, you know, I just wonder where you know where is it going to tick over? Maybe maybe I don't know. Maybe each of these big things has had its you know all of a sudden it becomes oh it's accepted. Mm. But, um, I don't think games ever will be though because they're called games for one. You know. Yeah, I don't know. It just always feels a bit. You know, it's the same way that we can justify. You know, like as I said, you know, there's like you know, book prizes and stuff like that and they'd get talked about in TV and music prizes and the big but the game stuff never really it's just, doesn't really make the mainstream yet. No. You know, and I do, I wonder if e gaming will change that. You know, I wonder if, if just if certainly that is really, getting more traction. Isn't it? Yeah, because that's that seems to be getting huge. You know, and there's big prizes all around Fortnite, there's big prizes all around a lot of these games now. And I just mm. think that something's gonna flip and then going you know, so overcast in the big kind of in the big league that's behind that, something's going to flip, and then it's going to make this whoa! It's all accepted. Even the, like the, the sports clubs are all buying gamers. I just mm, wonder at some yeah. point it's going to there's going to be something to happen that just legitimizes it, which makes it sound really shady and underground. But it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Xbox stepping away from its virtual reality plan. So obviously, when the Scorpio was announced, so as as it turned out to be Xbox One, it kind of there was there were shades of Microsoft saying, "Yeah, we're going to run." I think they were even hinting at Oculus. We're going to run Oculus Club games on our on our platform, but they've kind of, as time's gone on, they've kind of stepped away from that, and they they're going to leave that to the PC. Um, I don't know what what do you think about that? Over promise, under deliver, or actually, given that they're not really giving us many games at the moment, do you, do you, VR is just one step that we don't really need them to concentrate on right now, right? Yeah, there's a little bit of surprise because. I mean, the PSVR has been successful and there's lots of good games coming out. And I thought, you know, the, the power's there that, you know, do you just plug in an Oculus and say, we're done? But then maybe it's just too, the price hasn't come down on the Oculus. You know, it's stayed no. up at that, what was it, four or five hundred quid mark? And there's no saying that PlayStation has made money off of the VR. They no. could still be losing money on that. So uh, they said that the, the sales just haven't been large enough. They've still seen them ticking along, but they just have not blown up in any way. No. So unless unless they're playing for the... You know, because they did talk at E3 about there's a family of consoles coming, you know, in yeah. 2020. You know, do you, do you end up getting a little set-top type streaming box because they seem to be focusing the streaming? Mm. Do you end up with some sort of, you know, does the Xbox we've got become a mid one and then you've got some high-end beast that's just another PC that, that you can do? I, I, I'm surprised. I did Because they did talk about it back in 2016, but it looks like that was just, you know, don't buy, don't buy a PlayStation Pro, yeah. we're coming. Yeah, yeah. Or at least put yeah put the question in someone's mind. Yeah. Um. But they've also announced that they are working with Razer on putting Xbox keyboard and mouse support on the console, and this is something that's been talked about for ages as well. Because the big differentiator between uh, an Xbox and a PC is basically the controller method, and mouse and keyboard is considered you know probably superior in every way to a console pad, and that's kind of left console gaming etc kind of confined to a few key areas because anywhere that there's a cross-platform game generally speaking people play it on pc because the experience is better because the frame rates are higher the quality is better and the you know the the control method is more what they're used to so xbox are kind of again everything xbox are doing at the moment is combining that pc and xbox into one package 
So everything, even though they've got these consoles, everything's coming down to being delivered as one package that you can choose what level you want to play at. And everything they're talking about is talking about that. They're effectively turning console gaming into PC gaming or and, and, and PC gaming into console gaming. So, um, And that's where I think when they're talking about a family of games, they're not just talking about having a family of consoles here. They're talking about this game will run on your PC, this game will run on your console and it will run anywhere. And you can choose what you want to play this on and now we're going to get rid of one of the big barriers to cross-platform support which is have the same input method as well available and why not the xbox one is effectively just a pc that's sat under your tv so let's do that they obviously it's going to have a lot of balancing issues in games and they are talking about how how can we manage this process because again if a mouse and keyboard is required to be competitive then they're talking about having games which can detect whether you're using the mouse and keyboard and therefore only give you or match make your games with other people using the same input method. And, and that was always the thing. The console was a level playing field. So if I yep. if I go back to when I really got in it, not so much the Nintendo type consoles, but when I when I looked at something on like Xbox, it was moving away from PC gaming where you could buy, you know, an advantage with your peripherals and you did worry about, you know, input times and input lag yep. and and it was like, I've got a pad and maybe I'll get a slightly different pad. So you've got like your super duper pad compared to my not so super pad. But ultimately it's exactly but the same. But it's much the same and it's much the same input times. and There's nothing much there. But it's the difference between a, a pad and a mouse and keyboard is is vast. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like, it, I, I guess what I've seen it the most is the, so the, the that golfing game, so the golf club that I still play. Um, I, lots of people talk about people cheating either by mm. using a, a, a third-party method. So there is third-party methods of plugging in keyboards and mice into both um, PlayStations and Xboxes, um, and and they can be detected. And some games don't work very well, and other games support it. You know, And, and you do get an advantage, there's no getting away from it. If you want to set up to, to win and do all these things, you can do it if you want. Um, I, I, I'm kind of like what you said, it's almost like a finally, you know, the... The, the way things are going, you can see that 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 Microsoft are getting to that point where you're, you're paying your eight quid or ten quid a month subscription, and see if I want to play Forza, I'm going to have a range of devices I can play it on, and that's what they're good. I think that's where we're going to end up. Where Halo Infinite will be a PC and an Xbox game. It won't just be Xbox only. But it's been the past. Halo was always Xbox. Yeah. Buy this console, and I think they're seeing beyond that now. They're seeing that 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 they can't just be on. That Halo console. is now going to be a Microsoft thing rather than a yeah, yeah. and and they're also doing an interesting thing. I should have put it in the show notes and kick myself for not doing it. But they, there was a there was a trailer last week for Minecraft on the Switch, um, mm-hmm. and it was a it was Minecraft on the Switch. But at the end of it, it was like um, and play with your friends on Xbox, and they actually had both the Xbox and, the, and Nintendo or Microsoft and Nintendo logos in the same advert. And then over the weekend, it was like the Xbox guys going, "This is cool as I've pulled out my Switch." And I've unlocked gamer points yep. by playing on the Nintendo, and they are saying we want to we want to be where the gamers are, not necessarily locked on our platform. Yeah, and and that's we've kind of seen that on phone as far as apps go, and yes. how you've got these cross-platform things, and and all the providers are now kind of playing ball a bit more. And the same with so Nintendo and Microsoft are making a big thing of this because Sony are still the big blockers in this game. Of keep obviously they don't want to, they don't want to open this up when they've got a, an advantage and a benefit um, on their platform. Um, just like Microsoft didn't open this up when they were in the lead, you know, a few years back. Absolutely, Microsoft are doing this because they have to, not because yeah. they need to. Well, they it's do to their need advantage to, they have to, to Nintendo and Microsoft's advantage to do this. 
yeah, I do think it's the right thing. And I think if Sony don't join in, they're going to suffer a bit. Yeah, I, I wonder if it's. I wonder if it would suffer enough that somebody will go. I'm not going to buy a PlayStation Five. No, I don't think so. Not while they've still got all these exclusives and actually yeah, are releasing exactly. games. Anyway, but, so, I, I, but things change really quick. Do, and if you've already built up barriers and Microsoft next generation, and they and PlayStation asked to join in and they say no, they could be stuffed. Yeah, it's a bit like chessboard, isn't it? They're making so Microsoft are making some strategic moves again. You know, and right now you're just seeing some small things, but you know who knows what comes in a year's time at E3, but they turn around and go, "Here's what this allows us to unlock now." Um, and Sony might be on the back foot. Um, equally, Sony have got a lot of dings because they're not supporting Fortnite. You know, and yeah. you know if you've already got a Sony and um, Fortnite profile, then you need to start again on the Switch. Whereas Microsoft, if you already had one, you're just like, "Come on, in. carries across." Yeah, yeah, come on. In. And you'd have to buy things twice to, you know, to do the same thing. Exactly. Same, and, that's just... and and as we know, it's an important thing for people, even though I think it's a little bit superficial. Yep. Other people absolutely love it. I'll be buying my super duper Lycra costume <laughs> for my Fortnite character. Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, goodness. Right. <laughs> that is the news from this week. Um, I Have you got any, have you got a pick or anything like that? Uh, Mario Tennis is an all right in the Switch, actually. Uh, okay. So I picked it up over the weekend while watching the football because who wants to see England win? And um... <laughs> <laughs> to suffer, suffer the win. I, I, what I did, that, it was one of those. It was like, ah, oh, they played well. Uh, I, I want to play tennis. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that, okay, so that's quite good. So that's um, uh, very, very tough, actually. And the online play really, really solid, you know. So I played a few games online, lost most of them, and but, but never felt, you know, being lagged out of it. So whether they're just doing clever nintendo type things it's just uh, again really impressive game uh, it just feels a lot it's it's, it's expensive and it's 50 yeah. quid you know but then all the nintendo and games are so hard to, you don't really get a price price discount either it's just 50 quid and that's what that's what it costs if you wait like eight ten months some nintendo stuff you maybe get like 10 15 percent off mm-hmm. but not it's not like the, some of the third party stuff they do aggressively you know sometimes you'll get like a, oh it's half price now yeah Especially the indie games. So if you're not into, if you're not too fussed about a game, then wait. But yeah, Mario Tennis is quite nice. What about you? You always, you always put me in the spot with a pick. Give us a pick, no, Chris. Well, I, so continuing on my playing games that are kind of like indie games. Well, I played Rhyme <laughs> recently. I was which... just waiting for you to say my theme of playing games that are crap. <laughs> I recommend. <laughs> well, I, I find it. I struggle to to find games that I actually enjoy playing at the moment. But the indie game scene does seem to be where mm. I'm finding more fun. And say I played a game called Rhyme, which is not new. Uh, it's certainly been out for a while. Other than a few technical issues with you know judder and slowdown, which which did you know annoy a little bit. Um, I thought the actual game itself was very clever and I'm really glad that I played it and it's quite a clever theme. So if you haven't played Rhyme Ready, it's certainly a, a pretty game to play um, and clever. It doesn't give you any heads up display. It's all just discovery and you kind of learn as you go. And it's yep, nicely realised. Um, not too long that it's, you know, you'll never get it finished, but also long enough that it gives you a little bit of a challenge along the way. So there you go, Rhyme. Yeah, and uh, is that is that... Now available under that Xbox subscription. Yes, that's why I'm playing it because yeah, it's under the yeah, Xbox yeah. Game Pass. Yeah, I was desperately trying to justify spending any more money on that before I pull the plug. Yeah, you you're there for life. You know it. I I genuinely am going to pull the plug at the moment. There's nothing else I want to play on it. <gasps> what do I want? Uh, Games on Game Pass. When do I want it now? But I'm not going to get it until probably next year. So why not wait till next year? Oh, uh, buy the twenty quid one off Amazon. <laughs> 
that's different. A, <laughs> and, and still play nothing. No, pay but twenty quid a, or play forty quid and still play nothing. Yeah, but it's there's like, a there's a pick for you. So I think it's still. Let me just check. It's still there. Um. Oh no, it's back up to full price. There you go. So it's not even worth. Yeah. So last week, Amazon were doing Xbox a six months Game Pass for twenty three pounds. I think you. I think you mentioned it last week. So if people were quick, they and and listened to the end, they would have known that. No, I think I just told you when we're gaming. Um, okay. <laughs> Okay. Sorry about that, people. You could have bought something half price, but they can't. I, I did. Uh, for <laughs> for made... me, Xbox Game Pass is going to be. Uh, I think it only comes into to its value stage next year. Yeah, I, st- I still feel conned, to be honest. Yeah, Ian, buy yeah, it. See after they pushed out everything, anyway. Crackdown, Halo. All no, those no, it's you. I'm blaming you, Ian. Buy it. See of thieves. Come on, see of thieves. Come on. Well, we were both enthusiastic about that. I just my enthusiasm lasted about half a gaming session. Yeah. Anyway, tell us about your racing. <laughs> I'm off to Holland. There we go. And I am going to be running a running race, the Serpent Trail 10K, in a couple of weeks' time. There you go. Very good. It's running and racing. Yep. Um, and you can find out more about that at <laughs> my racing is academyracer.co.uk. My running is cheesy.blog. And if you want to find out more about Digital Outbox, you can do digitaloutbox.com. Info at digitaloutbox.com is our email address, and Twitter is digitaloutbox. Ian, where's your stuff? Uh, yeah, blogund.net, Twitter is Reaper, and the rest I'll do at some point. Lovely. Thank you very much for listening, and we will speak to you again at some point next week, most likely. Maybe the week after. <laughs> let's see what let's see what the news does. Uh, so thanks for listening, and goodbye. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye.